he just kind of looks at us, and I take out my credit card and I say, can you teach us to shoot guns? He goes, can you come back tomorrow? And I say, no, we can't. We're leaving Utah tomorrow. And I didn't say this, but like, but we are never coming back. This is the Valley Voices podcast from New England Public Radio. I'm Jay Kyle Sullivan. Here we share the top storytellers by audience vote from our story slams held monthly throughout the region. Now in our third season, we're coming to you this month with our most recent slam held at Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. The night's theme was one shot and starting things off for our podcast, our runner up favorite for the evening, Terry Wolfish Cole, who took her one shot when things were feeling a bit desperate in Utah. I am a middle-aged, overeducated Jewish woman living in the Northeast. I vote a straight Democratic ticket. Last month, I traded in my old Prius for a new Prius. I am basically a walking, talking stereotype. And the last place you would ever expect to find me, the last place I would ever expect to find myself, is an indoor gun range in Utah with a machine gun in my hand. But one day in July of 2014, there I am. 2013, to borrow a phrase from Queen Elizabeth, was my own personal honest horribilis, terrible year. My father was in Florida dying of pancreatic cancer, and my teenage daughter was falling apart. We went to inpatient psych wards. We went to emergency rooms. We did it all. And in the end, the only thing left to try was residential treatment in Utah. And in May of 2013, I got on a plane in Hartford, and I got off my plane in Salt Lake City, or as I like to call it, another planet. And I brought my daughter to a place, ironically, called New Haven. <laughs> I know. And I left her there. And that first day, Dana, who was our family therapist, who would go to be a great friend, but at the time was a stranger, saw me crying and said, can I give you a hug? And I took a step back and I said, no. And the year went on and my father died and I made many trips. My husband and I, every six or eight weeks, had to fly west to Utah back and forth. And we had sessions with Dana and sessions with Dana's intern, whose name was Jamie, who really was an alien. Jamie and her family lived out of town somewhere, I don't even know where, like on a ranch or a farm or something. And she had four sons, and they had like ATVs, I think they are, those vehicle things. And they had guns, lots and lots and lots of guns. And when Jamie's boys were getting on her nerves, she sent them outside to shoot things. This is what they did to relax and have fun. And she was like, you guys should try it. And I was like, nah. And she was like, nah, really? And I was like, we don't do that. It was the last weekend I was there to visit, and we were going to bring Emily home with us. And Emily and I drove in our little rental car two towns away, and we took all our stuff to the UPS store, and we dropped it off. And on the way back to the highway, we see this long, low building, cement, no windows. And the signs say, guns and ammo and shooting range. And Emily looks at me, and she goes, you wanna? And I look at her, and I go, yeah. And we go inside, and there, 
There are guns everywhere. There's counters, glass counters full of handguns and big long guns on the walls and boxes of bullets. And the man behind the counter, he just kind of looks at us and I take out my credit card and I say, can you teach us to shoot guns? And he's like, no, because the other staff guy is on the range with the Mormon Women's Shooting Club. They're having their monthly meeting today. And I, he goes, can you come back tomorrow? And I say, no, we can't. We're leaving Utah tomorrow. And I didn't say this, but, like, but we are never coming back. <laughs> and I literally slide my credit card across the counter to the man. And I was like, no, it's today or it's at never. And he gets some teenager to mind the store. And he, he takes us aside and he goes, well, what kind of guns do you want to shoot? And I'm like, the shooty kind? I don't know. <laughs> and we go out to the range with a handgun, one of those ones that has the clip, right? And I go first. And it's awesome. It's like the first time someone goes down on you. You know you're not supposed to be doing this, but it feels great. And then Emily had a turn. And then he goes, do you guys want to do a machine gun? And we're like, yeah. And he puts the machine gun in my hand. This time Emily goes first, actually. And she shoots. We shoot at this zombie picture target. And he puts this machine gun in my hand. And I pull the trigger, and it shoots. It's really loud and really fast and really powerful. And with the bullets, all the emotions of the past year come out of me. All the pain, all the rage, all the grief, all the sorrow, all the feelings of ineptitude and inadequacy. And just like that, it's over. And the next day, there's a ceremony, there's tears, there's hugging, and we leave. And we say goodbye to Utah. And I have never been back. And God willing, I will never step foot in the state of Utah again. But we're okay now. Emily is better. My family is better. We're doing all right. Because we went to Utah for a year and we took our shot. Thank you. Terry Wolfish Cole of Simsbury, Connecticut. She's contributed to past Valley Voices and is an active storyteller in the Hartford area. Lastly, our winner from the evening, Corita Mayfield, who's going to introduce you to her student, Sunshine. Hello, I'm Corita, and I once told my faculty that in my classroom I have been the gayest, and the straightest, the lightest, and the darkest, the smartest, and the dumbest. And that philosophy helps a lot when you have a student like Sunshine. Sunshine and I have been together for six months. And in those six months, she has written her name on my new plant, and she has asked for a pass to go to the nurse because she thinks she might be pregnant. There are lots of... Um, jobs that teachers have. And the very first day of school, you're getting all ginned up to have great conversation. So first week of class, Sunshine finds out that many people on her freshman team are some kind of queer. And she goes, Miss, Miss, did you know that I like vagina too? And I'm like, well, that's lovely, Sunshine. Congratulations. And I do appreciate that you use the appropriate body part language for the appropriate body part. This is 
biology after all. And we will talk more about it when we get to the human body in May. And there are all these jobs that teachers do that uh, make you wonder why you went to graduate school. And one of them is hallway duty. And hallway duty is actually a gift because you get to see how the kids enter school. And some kids just leap out of the cars. They have their projects and their book bags and their lunch and they're ready. Other kids have been up way too late playing video games and on Instagram. A third category of kid is they're just schlumpy. They don't want to go home. They don't want to be at school. There's no place to go. Schlumps. And you can always tell how their day is going to go by how they approach school. And at my school, we have what I like to think of as an economy of death. Not in a sad way, but in a wonderful, this is my loved one kind of way. So students bring in these full color t-shirts with printed images of their loved one, birth date, death date. And they often say things like, love your pops, rest in power, G, in our hearts forever. On this day, sunshine comes in in a too big white t-shirt on which someone has scrawled in shaky marker, RIP Alex. You know what kind of day we're going to have together. A few hours later, she comes into class, late of course, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I do a little snap, get my co-teacher and like intercept, intercept. And they go outside and talk for a few minutes. They come back in. Sunshine hands me a card. And I'm like, thanks. She goes, no, no, miss. I want you to sign it. And I'm like, why am I signing this card, Sunshine? She goes, please, miss, can you sign my card? And I'm like, again, sweetie, why am I signing this card? And she goes, miss, it's a birthday card for my brother. In 20 plus years of teaching, I have never signed a birthday card for a dead boy. But I go through my collection of pins, some stolen, some borrowed, and I pull out this green pen. And in this card I write, dear Alex, I've never met you, but your sister is smart and funny and one day will be an amazing adult. And she loves you best, Miss Mayfield. And that's the beautifully hard thing about my job is that you get these wonderful kids and you love them and you hold them and that teaches me that every day, every day, my job is to remember that they are deserving and necessary and always deserve more than one shot. Thank you. Karita Mayfield. She teaches in Holyoke, Massachusetts. She came away by audience vote as our favorite from our one-shot story slam held at Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. We'll be back there live on March 16th with Refresh, and we'll have our top two storytellers from that night featured in the podcast the following Wednesday. And that could be you, as you've still got until the end of February to audition. 
Share your first line with us along with your contact info. That's at 413-735-6688. Just leave a voicemail. The best 10 lines will be invited to compete on stage at Refresh and Gateway City Arts on March 16th. For more info, visit us at nepr.net. As always, if you're a fan of the podcast and enjoyed what you heard, rate us on iTunes and be sure to subscribe for more highlights from our third season of Valley Voices. This has been the Valley Voices podcast for New England Public Radio. I'm Jay Kyle Sullivan. Mm-hmm.